Thank you for tuning in into the New Life Church Downtown Podcast. If you would like to get connected, follow us on Instagram at NLC Downtown Little Rock or email us at downtown.podcast at newlifechurch.tv. Uh, go with me to Matthew 11, 28 through 30. And as we set this up, uh, I, I just kind of want to share my heart with you all this morning. Uh, I, I don't necessarily, I mean, I, I got a plan. Don't worry, I got a plan. Uh, but uh, it, it's, it's a pretty simple message that's on my heart. I, this past week, Callie and I took the week off. Praise God for vacation. Amen. I got an amen from somebody. Praise God for vacation. You know, God, God is interesting. I'll, I'll take a side here. Uh, rest is good. Amen. Rest is a good thing. Rest is something that God created us for. And uh, I, I'm in a process of learning to slow down. Everybody turn to your neighbor and say, slow down. Slow down. God created natural rhythms. And we as Americans do not value rest, right? We, we value being busy. It's actually interesting. If you look back 50, 60 years ago, I've talked about this before. You remember the Jetsons? You don't know how many days a week uh, George Jetson worked? <laughs> he worked two days a week. Uh, I think he worked three-hour days, two days a week. And, and the reason for that is, is that people thought back in the mid-century that the more technology we got, the more leisure we would have in our life. But what's actually happened is the opposite. What we've done is we've taken the leisure we could have that technology's brought us, and we've filled it with new things, Right? And we've gotten busier and busier and busier and busier and busier. And, y'all, I'm telling you, 2020 was not a curse, all right? 2020, in a lot of ways, was a blessing. How how can I say that? God turns all things to good. Everybody say all things. God turns all things to good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And uh, one of the things that God taught me in 2020 was to slow down. I'm still in process. Anybody else in here in process? Um, but we're going to kick off the year. We do this every year with prayer and fasting. Uh, don't worry, it doesn't start tomorrow. Uh, some of you guys who've been in our church for a while are like, already? <laughs> Starting right now? Don't worry, it's, we're going we're to start the day of the national championship game. Uh, who, who's got Alabama? Who's got Ohio State? None of y'all care? This is pretty remarkable. <laughs> All right, well, moving on. Uh, <laughs> I think, I think Ohio State's going to pull it out. I don't know. We'll see. OH. There's a couple of you. Okay. Um, I'm a dog fan. Don't get, don't get this mistaken. I'm not an Ohio State Buckeye. I lived up there for a while, but God spared me uh, from becoming the second most annoying fan base uh, behind Alabama. That's why I'm pulling for Ohio State. Uh, what was I talking about? Rest. Yes, prayer and fasting. That's good. So what we're going to do this year is we're going to do it a little bit differently. Uh, Normally what we do is we just kind of jump in, both feet. Uh, some churches, they, they do fasting for 21 days. Some churches do fasting for 40 days. We get it all done in seven, all right? Anybody glad to be a part of this church? Um, but what we're going to do this year is we're going to do a week of prayer leading up to the week of prayer and fasting. And so this week, uh, if you've been a part of our Life of Christ series, you're going to start getting some more videos. I know you've been missing them. I know you've been missing the text. Uh, but there, we're, we're going to start sending out some more videos tomorrow. Uh, do we have that slide? Do y'all still have that slide? Mm, okay, I'll just tell you. Uh, if, if you're not a part of Life of Christ, you have no idea what I'm talking about, pull out your phone right now. Come on, everybody, get your phone out. Uh, go to your text messages and text the number 501 
23,221.22. Nailed it. It's the only number I've memorized anymore. That and my own. 23,221.22. And text the letters DLR. Uh, you're going to get updates. And so with this, there's going to be devotionals that come out. And uh, we're going to talk about preparing for prayer and fasting that's coming up the next week. So this week we're going to do that. Uh, but I'd like to jump into the scripture now that I got all that set up. Go to Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Matthew 11, 28 through 30. And when you got it, say, I got it. Oh, quick. Is it on the screens already? People. Okay. Then Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I'm humble and gentle at heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Uh, title of my message this morning is an easy yoke. Everybody say an easy yoke. All right, let's pray. We'll jump into it. God, we thank you for your word. God, we thank you that it's powerful, it's effective, sharper than any two-edged sword. It separates the division of soul, that's our emotions, our mind, and spirit. That's the place where you speak to us. And so, God, we pray that you would speak to us this morning, right directly to our spirits. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. amen. Anybody have any buyer's remorse in 2020? Come on, what's the dumbest thing you bought? I actually want a volunteer on this. Anybody buy something just really stupid? Nobody? Come on. I know, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you some examples. Tons and tons of toilet paper. Where, come, where am I? It's okay now. We're, we're, we're past that. We're not going to judge you. Where are my toilet paper hoarders at? I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. Thanks a lot, guys. Uh, really appreciate you. Real blessing. Uh, that was what we call a trick. All right? Thought I wasn't going to judge you, and then I judged you. Gotcha. Uh, I, I read an article about all these people who bought just copious amounts of camping gear. They're like, this is going to be the year that I'm going to be a pro camper. One guy bought a $10,000 shell to go on the back of his pickup truck and never used it. All right? Can't return that sucker. Um, Callie and I stocked up on soup. Uh, the, the second week, I think it was about March 7th, uh, my, I, I call, he's my cousin. He's a financial advisor. I'm not that wealthy. I don't need a financial advisor. Uh, but he called me, and he's not really a worrier. And he said, hey, man, uh, you know, you might pull out a little bit of cash and go buy some soup. I was like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, I, I think this thing's going to get serious. And he was right. Uh, but I had, for the first time in my life, soup expire on me. You all ever had soup expire? Never. I went in and I was like, oh, we've got, you know, a hoard of soup in the garage. I'll go eat some of that. It was, it was nasty. It was like all congealed. It was like a jelly, you know. So that, that was not the best purchase. Um, Y'all, I wonder, I wonder if any of you guys bought something in 2020 that you ended up regretting. I wonder if you bought into any mindsets that you ended up regretting. I wonder if you bought into any ways of living, ways of thinking that you ended up regretting. Well, here's the good news, is that if you did that, it's a new day. Amen? Talks about in the book of Isaiah that, that God's doing a new thing. It says, behold, I'm doing a new thing. Everybody say new thing. And, uh, you know, for me, 
I, I believe God is doing something new in my life. God is doing something new in my heart, and it is not complicated. <laughs> it is not really that smart. It's very simple. And there are three things I believe God is asking me to do for this year. Number one, to be with Jesus. Number one, be with Jesus. Number two, to become like Jesus. And number three, do what Jesus would do if he were me. So number one, be with Jesus. That's spend time with Jesus. Number two, become like Jesus as I spend time with Jesus. Amen? Number three, do what he would do if he were me. So be with Jesus. Uh, my first point is this. To be with Jesus, we've got to get alone with God. Amen? To be with Jesus, we've got to get alone with God. Look what he said, Matthew eleven twenty eight It says, then Jesus said, come to me. You don't notice silence is, is uncomfortable. A couple weeks ago, anybody was here when I just didn't come out for like three minutes and made y'all just sit in silence and wait? <laughs> Maybe I'll do that to second service. I already did that. I can't do it again. Okay. Uh, silence is uncomfortable. Why? Some of us can't stand to be alone. Anybody? Just, okay. I'll, I'll be the first. I'll be the first to be honest. Uh, I downloaded a, a meditation app. My wife did as well. Uh, through our, our holiday, through our break. And 10 minutes of silence and listening to your breathing is very difficult, okay? Uh, I, I was actually really not impressed with myself. I saw, I was like, 10 minutes, oh, that's easy. I looked at the timer, it'd been like 30 seconds, and I was just dying inside. Y'all, there's lots of reasons for this. It could be boredom. We just get bored right there. We could just be distracted, we just have so many things we're used to being distracted by. I'm going to talk more about that here in a second. Uh, it could be we just cannot stand to be alone with ourselves. Maybe when you're alone and you're quiet, you start thinking about the things you don't want to think about, start thinking about the things that you did that you wish you hadn't done, and you'd rather not confront those things. So what do we do? Where's my, will you throw me a phone? I'm so proud. I don't know where my phone is. This is my phone cover. It's very sassy. <laughs> I think this is the number one destroyer of our time with God. I think this is the number one thing. And if you've been with me for a couple of years, you know once a year I'm going to talk about cell phones. And guess what? The data coming out <laughs> is agreeing with me. You know, these things are terrible for us. You know, if you, if you go back and you study anxiety disorders over the past 15 years, there's about a 95% increase, especially in the age group of 18 to 35. What happened in the last 15 years? Internet, social media, cell phones, all these things, y'all. Listen, these can be great tools, but when they become our masters, they can destroy our lives. And y'all, here's where I'm at right now. Is this week, Callie and I were like, okay, we're going to read 17 books on vacation. We've got the stack, right? We're not going to touch our cell phones. We're not going to watch TV at all. Y'all, about day two, I'm just going to be real with y'all, I was going stinking crazy, right? Irritable, <laughs> bored, you know, pet's heads are falling off. Like, it, it was just, it's difficult. And, and I started reading. I started doing research on it, y'all. These things are, are designed. They are designed for us to get addicted to them. Let that sink in for a second. <laughs> they are designed. There are companies. And all they do is they sit around and they try to figure out how they can keep you on this longer. Why do you think Instagram is no longer 
by like the last photo that was posted, right? It's all random. They have this algorithm. Why? Not because they want to improve the user experience. They want to keep you on Instagram as long as they can. Why? Because your attention is the product. Let that sink in. They want you on the phone so they can sell advertising, right? Y'all, think about this. Tech executives, you can go in, Facebook, any company, the top of the company, they don't let their children use social media. They don't let their children use the devices. Why? Because kids are getting addicted to these things. Y'all, teens, age, I think it's 13, that's teen, right, to 18, spend up to 12 hours a day connected to a device. Y'all, listen, Jesus said that I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the life. I read this quote this week, and I will never forget it. It shook me. It said, if we want the life of Jesus, we've got to accept the lifestyle of Jesus. If we want the life of Jesus, we've got to accept the lifestyle of Jesus. And what did Jesus do? Jesus lived a simple, unhurried life, and he consistently he consistently, he consistently got away and he got quiet with God. And y'all, I'm, I'm being as transparent as I can be with y'all right now. For me, this thing is the destroyer of my quiet time. Now, he, here's the deal. I, I'm not gonna be like a teetotaler, I don't think. All right, we'll see in five years. I'm kind of getting crotchety. All right, the older I get, the more crotchety I get. Uh, grumpy old man at 32. Uh, but for Callie and I, we've just realized, man, like, think about how much time you waste. Okay, who in here has ever said, I don't have time to read? Come on, my hand's up. <laughs> I don't have time to read. Y'all, we touch our phones 2,167 times a day. Go right now to your screen time. See how much time you're spending in your apps. I'm serious. Go in, y'all, this week. Look how much time you're spending in the apps. You can read the entire Bible. If you read one hour a day, you can read the entire Bible in six months. Isn't that crazy? One hour a day. And so why, why am I harping on this? I'm inviting you guys in on this journey that I'm on. Uh, Callie and I are on a journey together. Where we're trying to figure out what does the simple Christian life look like? And, and I believe it's pretty basic, right? Be with Jesus. Become like Jesus. Do what Jesus would do if he, were, if he were with me. You know, one of the things, thank you. Everybody put your hands together for Callie. She helped. Uh, one of the things I really want to double down on, but I can't yet, <laughs> is the community aspect of our faith. Can I get an amen, somebody on that? Y'all, there's something powerful about reading the word together. If you go back and you, and you study the, the book of Acts, the early church, the first followers of Jesus, what did they do? They went to temple together. They broke bread together. They ate together. They lived together. They laughed together. Y'all, listen, during this fast, I want you guys to be praying about come hell or high water in 2021. What does it look like for us to follow the command that Jesus gave us to love each other? The apostle said, don't neglect meeting together or some are in the habit of doing. What does it look like within your sphere, within your life, within your neighborhood for you to be a Jesus follower? That's as simple as it gets. That's what we're wanting to talk about this year. That's what we're aiming at this year. And this week as we pray, 
And then next week as we fast, I want you to be asking God, how can I declutter my life? Y'all, we're going to work on this together this year. Amen. We're going to work on this together. We're going to figure out how to declutter our life, to spend more time in the presence of God, and, and to simplify, and just to learn the ways of Jesus. And so uh, I, I don't have concrete plans on what that looks like. The reason why is because we have no idea what the rest of the year is going to look like, right? Tomorrow, they could say, hey, can't meet in church anymore. But you know what? We're going to figure it out. Amen? We're going to figure out how to meet together. We're going to figure out how, and listen, y'all, community, Christ-centered community. I'm not just talking about friends hanging out. I'm talking about friends doing battle together, friends getting to know God together. It doesn't happen if we don't make sacrifices. And so what I want you to pray about this year is what does that sacrifice look like in your life? Because, y'all, I believe we spent so much of 2020 on defense as Christians. Anybody else feel like that? I believe in 2021 we're going to go on offense. I don't know what it looks like, but that's just what's in my spirit. That's what God's stirring up in me. And so we're going to be with Jesus. We're going to be like Jesus. And we're going to ask what Jesus would do if he were us. So we've got to get alone with God. Number two, we've got to declutter our lives. I kind of hit that with a hammer a second ago. Uh, Matthew 11, 28b. It says, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Then Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Y'all, what's cluttering your life? What's made you feel weary? Listen, it could be issues in your marriage. It could be strongholds that you've had in your life that you're fighting, that you're battling. What's the, what's the burden? Honestly, for me, it's been, <laughs> I love being on my phone. <laughs> I know I'm talking about it a ton because I'm just being real. I like to research. I'm a Wikipedia-holic. I donate to Wikipedia every year. <laughs> you know that thing where it says donate? Y'all should be donating because we're all reading Wikipedia, maybe not as much as I do, all right? Uh, but I'm just asking the question, man, what's cluttering up my life? And here's what we found this week. This is what Callie and I found. And I found this every year when we do this. When I start to pull out distractions, y'all, let's not even talk about the fire-breathing dragon. That's Netflix, right? Oh, gosh. And we just lost the office. It's on Peacock now. Hey, you know what I was doing? This is kind of sad. At 11.59... I was watching the Goodbye Michael farewell episode of The Office, and I didn't even plan it. It's like God just orchestrated that to close out the decade, it seemed. Callie had gone to bed uh, about 10 o'clock. Uh, it's not a lie. Sat there by myself with the cat <laughs> watching The Office. Um, but, you know, how can we simplify? How, how can we be together more? You know, something, you know, Joe and Tessa we used to always do, and lots of people here in the room who've been with us for a long time, Ramsey, different people. We used to do these game nights, right? And we'd just get together, and we'd laugh, and we'd hang out. We'd get to know each other, y'all. I'm telling you, I, I get to know somebody better in a game than I do in a Bible study. I'm just telling you. Because what's true about somebody comes out when competition's on the field. And so I'm telling y'all, yeah, everybody's got the church face on. Oh, I'm good. You know, I got some struggles, got some unspoken, you know, in Bible study. But when you're playing Monopoly, it's cutthroat. 
Find out who's got grace and who doesn't. I'm full of grace. That is not true. I will destroy you in a game. Come at me. Whatever you think you're good at. Spades, let's go. Uh, anyway, yo, how can we this year get back to simply walking with Jesus, having community within the church, and loving our neighbors? I, that, that's my vision. That's my heart for this year. And I think to do that, we've got to get alone with God. We've got to declutter our lives, and we've got to accept his ways. Everybody say, accept his ways. What would Jesus do if he were me? Matthew eleven twenty nine. 29. Next verse says, take my yoke upon you. Uh, take my yoke upon you. That quote I, I gave you earlier, if we want the life of Jesus, we've got to accept the lifestyle of Jesus. And I'm just going to full on rip off this illustration I got from somebody because it's so stinking good. So the guy I was talking about, he lives in Portland. I'm reading one of his books right now. And <laughs> he said he sits on his porch every morning, he prays, he drinks coffee. And uh, he's pretty devout with that, which is good. Um, he says, every morning about that time, uh, he has this group of runners that lives across the street from him. There's six people. They're all runners. They're sponsored by Nike, apparently. All right. They're just, they run like gazelles. They just run like the wind, you know, th- those types of people. And uh, he started talking about how, you know, he aspires to be like them, right? But then you start thinking about the cost. You never get to eat carbs which is God's favorite food. I'm, cons- I'm <laughs> convinced manna from heaven was carbs. All right, it was bread, uh, clearly. Uh, I don't know if that's biblical, but that's my interpretation, so come at me. Uh, that they're up the crack of dawn, running and sweating, whether it's freezing, whether it's hot outside. And then at some point, most of us decide, uh, nah, that's not for me. Or, like I'm not gonna say who in here, we decide it is for us, and then our bodies just can't take it, right? Our knees break down. <laughs> Roasted. Not everybody gets it, but that's okay. Uh, that's why I can't run. I've got bad knees. Uh, but here's the truth, y'all. A lot of times we aspire for things in life. We aspire to be a certain way. We aspire to be type A, or we aspire to be more relaxed or whatever. Here's what I'm telling you. If we aspire to learn the lifestyle of Jesus, it will never let us down. It will never let us down. Why? Because his yoke is easy and his burden is light. What's a yoke? You know, yokes are, it's not yoked, right, in the gym. Ramsey knows what I'm talking about. Uh, It's not egg yolks, right? Jesus didn't say, I'm going to fry you up some eggs. You better get ready. This yoke is delicious. (laughs) Rabbis, this is very common Phrase, all rabbis had a yoke. What is a yoke? Rabbi, a rabbi's yoke was their approach to living life. It was their interpretation of the Old Testament law and how they believe we should best live to flourish and thrive as humans. And so Jesus, although we know he was God himself, at the time people saw him as a rabbi, as a teacher, and so Jesus had a yoke. Now, there was also an agricultural element to this. Uh, Two oxen were yoked together. That's why it's called a yoke of oxen. And they worked together to plow a field. So what Jesus is saying is he's saying, I'm going to give you a tool for doing your work. (laughs) When you're tired and you're burnt out and you need rest, 
You normally want a bed, not a tool. Amen? But Jesus is saying, I'm not going to give you this false phony rest, this Netflix and lay around and eat Cheetos rest that we all know doesn't work. He says, I'm going to give you a better tool. I'm going to give you a better way to live so that you might find rest for your souls. Y'all, every teacher who has ever lived has said, I have learned the way. Come walk with me and I'll teach it to you. Every world religion started this way, except for one. Jesus did not come and say, I've learned the way. Jesus came and he said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. If you come to me, if you walk with me, you'll find rest for your souls. You'll find salvation. You'll find healing. You'll find all the things you're looking for. And so this year in 2021, my prayer is that we take on the ways of Jesus. We take on the yoke of Jesus because here's the best thing is that Jesus has shouldered the majority of the burden. When you take two oxen and one is weak but the other one's strong, what happens? The strong one has to pull extra weight. Y'all, Jesus is the strong ox. Jesus is the one who pulls the extra weight, the weight that you could never carry so that you can walk and you can live a full, thriving, abundant life. Jesus came and taught the best way to be human. And y'all, we spend so much time So I've been reading recently, we spend so much time thinking about the do's and don'ts, or we think about the theology, that's where I get stuck, but we forget the way. He is the way, the truth, and the life, amen? So why do we fast? We fast so that we can reconnect to the way. We fast so that we can reconnect to God's rhythms. We fast and we pray so we can learn the way that God would have us live, the way that God would have us walk. And so this week, what I want you to do is I want you to figure out what you're praying and fasting for. We're gonna take a moment here in a few. The worship team's gonna come back up and they're gonna sing a song. And I just want you to reflect. I want you to take some time. And as we go into this week of prayer where we're preparing to fast, I want you to think about what do you need breakthrough for in your life? I want you to think about what are areas you need help decluttering. Because y'all listen, listen to me. When you're addicted, anybody who's ever had an addiction in here, it doesn't go away overnight. And you know what? You got to be vigilant all the days of your life to fight against it. Guess what? We've got an addiction. Y'all, I would venture to guess almost every one of us in here, except for maybe one or two, have an addiction to our phones. Just telling you the truth. My hand's up. That's me. Y'all, we are going to have to fight that battle all the days of our lives. We're going to have to be intentional all the days of our lives. And so what for you is the area where you need to find breakthrough? What's the area this year that you need direction? So let let me give you a couple of things, and then we're going to close. Um, Yeah, number one, when it comes to fasting, uh, you got to set your objective. Set your objective. Everybody write this down. Why are you fasting? What are you hoping to get from the week? Write it down. You know, they, they, they've done studies on uh, CEOs globally, and uh, they all have w- one thing in common, okay? People who have found lots of success in life. It's not that they all wake up early, okay? It's not that they all work out at the same time. It's not that they all do the same amount of meals a day. They all write down their goals, and they track them. 
You know, scripture says in Habakkuk, write it down, make it plain. You know, there's something about when we write down the things that we're aiming at and we can come back to those things. I'm telling you, Callie and I started doing this about five or six years ago. And it's been life-changing because every year I can go back to the year before in my notebook and say, okay, what was I aiming at? How did I do? Did I grow in those areas? And so I want you guys to write down your objective. Number two, make a commitment. Uh, Prayer is going to start tomorrow. Y'all, find a time. Find a time. Find 30 minutes a day. 30 minutes a day to spend some time in prayer. And part of that can be the video that we're going to send. And so figure out, you know, you guys want to hear a really depressing stat. I'm just giving you all lots of stuff from this book I'm reading. Uh, before the light bulb, do you know how long people slept a day? Any guesses? 10 to 11 hours a night. 10 to 11 hours a night. Isn't that crazy? Any of y'all sleep 10 to 11 hours? If any of y'all told me you did, I'm like, I think you have a thyroid problem. It's time to take you to the doctor, all right? That's too much sleep. I actually did that. My roommate, and I was right, he did. I need more sleep than most people. No, Billy, you don't need 14 hours of sleep a day. We're going to the doctor. True story. It is, that's the same Billy. Uh, why do I say that? Y'all, if you want to wake up early, you got to get sleep, right? Otherwise, you're just going to wear yourself out. Y'all, set some time. And then the following week, so this week, I want you to set aside some time. The following week, we're going to meet every morning right here at 6 a.m., and we're going to seek God together as a community. We're going to kick off our days. We're going to pray. We're going to fast. We're going to be right here at 6 a.m. to 7 with worship and a word. And so... Uh, number one, set your objective. Number two, make a commitment. Number three, you got to figure out what type of fast you want to do. There's different types of fasting. Uh, here are some popular fasts around here. Uh, the Daniel fast. This comes out of uh, the book of Daniel. Uh, he only ate fruits, vegetables, herbs, and nuts. When I say herb, I don't mean that type of herb. You'll know what I'm saying. Uh, but you cut out meat, you cut out dairy, you cut out God's food, carbs. Um, and you set that aside for the week. Another one is a liquid fast. This is no food, only juice, juices or shakes. Can you put a burrito in a blender and make that a liquid? I would say probably not. <laughs> but, you know, that's your fast. Uh, number two, limited amount of meals per day. Maybe you do one meal a day, two meals a day, uh, no meals a day. <laughs> Uh, a Jewish type fast, they do one meal in the evening uh, and nothing during the day. But here, can I, can I put this out there for y'all? Callie and I are, are, are gonna set down social media and news for the whole month of January. And so I'm gonna put that invitation, there's no guilt. If y'all are on social, I'm not even gonna know. So you don't have to feel guilty. <laughs> uh, but I'd love for you guys to pray about that. Maybe decluttering some of your soul, decluttering some of your life uh, this month. And so that, that's one of the things that we're gonna do. But Fasting primarily deals with food. And so I know some of you guys have dietary stuff. You got to sort that out. Uh, But number three, you got to prepare your heart and prepare your home. Prepare your heart and prepare your home. Ephesians 3 says that God has made his home in our hearts through the Holy Spirit. And so this week, uh, you know, go through your house, throw away temptation. Whatever it is that you're going to be fasting, 
I would go ahead this week and start working towards it. One of the biggest mistakes you can make in fasting, people try to do this all the time, is like the night before, I'm gonna do a water fast and I'm gonna eat seven cheeseburgers because I'm not gonna eat again for a week. You're gonna get sick, okay? Uh, prep yourself, go easy, um, go slow, go to the grocery store, start getting the stuff that you need so Monday you're not having to run around and figure it out. Um, and then plan what you're gonna do instead of eating during those times. Plan what you're gonna do. Talk to your friends, figure out times to hang out, figure out times to go on runs or walks or get the solitude to pray, to meditate, to read the word, to worship. Uh, and then tell me if we can do this or not. I've been texting Caleb this morning. The 17th, do we have anything that night? We're free. We're gonna have a worship night up here on the 17th to close out the fast. And so I'd love to invite you guys to come out. Uh, that's gonna be not next Sunday, but the next Sunday. Uh, we're gonna close out. And so, uh, y'all, I, I believe that, you know, the scripture says not uh, if you fast, but when you fast. And so this is something that we're gonna be doing as a community. And so um, take this time. We're, we're gonna close right now. The worship team, y'all can start coming up here um, and start to sort out, you know, what you're gonna fast, not this coming week, but the following week. And uh, we'll pray and we'll seek God together. Amen. I really believe our best days are in front of us as a church. Best days aren't behind us. The best days are right in front of us. And so uh, let me read one scripture to you and then we'll close. Matthew 6.33 says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Let's pray. God, pray for every person across the room um, who just has different areas, God, that you're working with them on. Uh, maybe they need to declutter their life. They've, right when we started talking about that, they had so many things come to mind. Come on, if that's you, I just want you to slip your hand up real quick. I'd love to pray for you. You know, you need to declutter your life. I see you, I see you, I see you. Um, God, I pray that you, you'd guide us and you'd help us do that with wisdom, figuring out this 21st century life without going totally Amish. Uh, maybe you're here in a place and in this next couple of weeks, you've got an area where you just need breakthrough in your life. You love for me to pray alongside of you. If that's you, you need breakthrough, maybe in your marriage, maybe in an addiction, I see you, I see you. Maybe in your work, uh, relationally, maybe just depression, anxiety. Uh, I see you, I see you, I see you, I see you. God, I pray over every person who needs breakthrough. Jesus, we believe that you are the source of our breakthrough. Jesus, as we draw close to you, I just believe uh, that in your goodness, you're gonna bring peace to every one of these areas. Jesus' name. And I just pray over every person who's here. God, as we seek your face, as we fast, God, I pray that you would direct us and uh, we just get to know you better. It's in Jesus' name we pray and all God's people said. Come on, all God's people said. Hey guys, Pastor Bronson here. Just wanna say thank you for listening in. Uh, our hope and our prayer is that this podcast equips you on your walk, your journey with Jesus. And so please like, subscribe, share, help us spread the word. We love you.